Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Alochas, Yoradea, Chelek Aleph. We're on the final page, the last page of this volume, Mitzvah We hope to be finishing it today and starting volume, the next volume of Yoradea, Mitzvah Today's shir is dedicated by our close friend, Nathan Rudy, from Brooklyn, New York, as a schus for his wife, Simcha Basora, who is expecting very shortly, Mitzvah and a schus for the whole family, for Shefa, Brocha, and Atzlacha. And we dedicate the learning for a complete refu shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Yuspehendel Bas Kitaleya, Sororocho Bas Yuspehendel, Avivelon Bas Yuspehendel, Shendel Bas Leia, David Ben Behia, Yehudis Ruchoma Bas Chavarus, Tuvietzvi Ben Chayaliza, Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Soramaya Bas Sipororivka, Chaim Ben Rachel, Jonas ben Hilda, Shira Dvoira bas Miriam, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, David Leib ben Shena, Michal Esther bas Ruhia, Gitganendel bas Sipoira, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlemenisim ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Sore Gittel bas Chanariva, Hindachasa bas Chana, Yurachmiel, Yisroel Doiv ben Frumit Nechama, Simcha bat Sara, Sara bas Odel, Toivo bas Chava Peru, Yosef ben Chava, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. We're in the middle of speaking about the incredible importance of mikveh, both as it relates to women and to men. And Rav Nelson Zal was speaking in this final paragraph, he was speaking about water of a, a natural spring and how that's even a better form of mikveh than when the mikveh is rainwater that's channeled and gathered. <clears throat> and Rav Nosanzo was speaking a little bit about this concept of a spring and a well, a well, digging wells. And based on what we've been learning till now, the, the, our holy forefathers, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, who were the ones who started really broadcasting Hashem to the world, were always involved in digging wells. And the Torah makes a point of discussing this. <clears throat> because they're the ones who really began broadcasting, publicizing Hashem to the world. Noyach was a tzaddik, but it's, it's called a tzaddik in pelts. A tzaddik for himself, him, his family, he didn't go out, he wasn't doing major outreach. Same thing with Odomarishan or Mesushelach. They were tzaddikim in each generation. But Avram Avinu was the first one who went on a mission to broadcast this message. Alkain chafru be'erois, therefore they were involved in digging wells, sheheim bechinas his galos elokusius the concept of a well, water of coming from the depths of the earth, is related to revealing the, the presence of Hashem. Shehu mechaya eskulam, showing that Hashem is the one who infuses life into everything. This water that's found under the ground, that's found inside the earth, that gives chius to the entire earth, as we mentioned in the previous year. And because of the fact that this is so important, 
this concept, this water from inside the earth <coughs> and digging wells, and this represents revealing and broadcasting Hashem, this is why the, the, up, the opposing forces, the Sitrachra, in the form of the Pelishtim, were involved in stuffing up, trying to close up the wells that were dug by Avram and Yitzchak. Kamashikosov, as it says clearly in Parshas Toildos, the Chol Habeirois, Asher Chofru Bime Avram Oviv, Sitmum Pelishtim, Vayamalam Ofor. All of the wells that were dug during the lifetime of Avram Avinu, the Pelishtim closed them and filled them with dirt. Because they wanted to damage and spoil all the accomplishments of revealing Hashem in the world, which Avram Avinu had accomplished by digging these wells. And Yitzchak Avinu, his son, went ahead and redug those wells. That Yitzchak Avinu returned and he dug up those wells that had been originally dug during the lifetime of his father Avram Avinu. I made a mistake yesterday in the previous year at the end, all the way at the end of the year when I gave, I said highlights of what we're going to speak about today. I said we're also going to discuss the famous Ramban in Parshas Boi. That Ramban refers to something else completely. He, ref- he speaks there about performing mitzvahs, about a person who does a mitzvah because it's a nice thing to do or because it seems like the right thing to do, that's kfira, that's apikursis. I'm performing the mitzvahs because Hashem said so. And if Hashem would have said that a child should beat up the parent, we would do it that way. But Hashem says that children should respect parents, so we, we, we follow the word of Hashem without any rationale, without, we're not doing it because we rationally understand that this is a good thing to do. We're doing it because Hashem said so. The Ramban, the, what, what Rav Nosan is referring to here though now, there is another famous Ramban in Parshas Toldois, where there it speaks about what, 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 what Rav Nosan Zal just quoted, that Yitzhak Avinu returned and he dug up the wells which were, had been dug during the time of Avram Avinu, and the Pelishtim closed them up after Avram Avinu passed away, and, and, and Yitzhak Avinu gave them names like the names which his father had called these wells. Now we know the topic of names in general is something that in our Sforim, in Likutei Moran, and especially in Likutei Alochos, there's a few places that Rav Nosanzal goes into major, major, elaborate explanations and depth about the significance of a name. We know at a bris milah, one of the highlights at a bris milah is Kriyas Hashem, giving the name to the child. That's for a male child. And when a girl is born, we give the name by the Sefer Torah. And, and, and when Chas Vashem Lo Aleinu, a person is very sick, they add a name. And there's a concept of changing and a diff, different, a lot. And when we speak about Hashem, 90% or 99% of our discussions about Hashem are about the name of Hashem or the names of Hashem. Baruch Shem Kevoid Malchusay Lo Name, name, all about name. So here the Torah makes a point of saying that Yitzhak Avinu named these wells 
like the names that his father had given originally. What's the significance? Wait till you hear. So it says, Vayachburu avde Yitzchak Banochel, Yitzchak Avinu's servants dug in the stream, Vayimtsu shon be'er ma'im chayim, and they discovered a well of flowing waters. Vayorivu roye gror im roye Yitzchak leymar lono hamoyim. And the, the shepherds of Gror, of the Palishtim, fought with Yitzchak Avinu's shepherds, claiming the water belongs to us. Vayikra, which was not true. Vayikra Shem Habe'er Esek, and therefore Yitzchak Avinu named that well Esek, Ki His Asko Imoi, because the word Esek means complaints, opposition, because he, he had major opposition in digging up that first well. Then it says, Vayachbaru Be'er Acheres, they dug a second well, Vayarivu Gamaleha, and the Palishtim fought over that one also, Vayikru Shmo Sitna, and they called it Sitna. Rashi writes in French, it's Nusement, also means some type of a machlokis. And then it says, Vayatek Nisham, Yitzhak Avinu moved away from there, from the place where he had dug those first two wells, Vayachpur Be'er Acheres, and he dug another well, a third well, and on that one, there was no fighting, there was no opposition. And he called that well, that third well, Rechovois. There's a city in Eretz Yisrael today, Rechovot. Because now Hashem has broadened everything for us, Hashem has opened up everything for us, and we are going to multiply in the world, we're going to grow. These are the psukim, and here this incredible Ramban. The Ramban we know is, the Arizal writes about the Ramban, that he was one of the very, very authentic members of the chain of, of passing down Kabbalah to Klal Yisrael. It began officially from Avram Avinu, who wrote the Sefer Yitzira, <coughs> and it was passed down from generation to generation to Yechidei Hadoiros, individuals, very few individuals that had that knowledge at all, and passed down from generation. And the Ramban was one of the giants in this area. The Arizal says in a place that the Ramban, his connection to Hashem is kaviochel from the right payer of Hashem. And, and the, those that studied this recently, they came out, Art Scroll came out with a an elucidation of the Ramban ala Torah. There are many people that learn Ramban. Again, one of the greatest of the Rishonim. And there are stories about him, incredible stories. So the Ramban writes that Yispar HaKosu ve'yarech binyan haberois. The Torah tells us and elaborates on the topic of these wells. Ve'ein bipshutoi hasipur toyeles v'loi kovoi gotel yitzchak just knowing the fact that they dug wells, you know, and, and doesn't, it doesn't really seem to be of any great purpose to us. Is this a good, is this a good field to go into, digging, being a, a well digger? And at the same time, it doesn't seem to be showing great respect for Yitzhak Avinu, that this is what he was involved in, digging wells. And that he and his father did this, you know, they were both, Avram Avinu was involved in this, and Yitzhak Avinu took it, took it over. 
However, there's something very deep hidden here. The Torah is coming to tell us the future. It's revealing the future here. <coughs> because a well of flowing waters is alluding to the house of Hashem, which the descendants of Yitzhak Avinu, the Jews in the future, would be building. That's why it doesn't just say a well, it says a well of living waters. And remember, we've been learning water is das, chachma, and chayim is chachma. Ha-chachma techayeboaleho. We saw this very clearly. As the Pasuk says in Yirmiya Novi, mekor mayim chayim es Hashem. Vekoro harishon esek, he called the first well esek, Yirmoiz Labayas Rishon. That's alluding to the first base Hamikdosh, Asher His Askoimanu. Where there were many there was a lot of opposition to the first base Hamikdosh. And there was all kinds of battles until Nebuchadnezzar succeeded in destroying that first base Hamikdosh. Vahasheni, the second well, Koroshma Sitna, was called Sitna, Shem Koshem and Horishan, a harsher name even than the first one. Vuhu Habayas Hasheni, Shekoro Oisoi Kishmoi Shekosuboi. And this refers to the second base Samikdash, which Yitzhak Avinu called it by the name that's found in the Navi. There's a Posik in Ezra, in the Navi Ezra, where it says, Ubemalchus Achashveroish. Betchilas Malchusoi Kosfu Sitna Al Yoshve Yehuda V'Yerushalayim That during the, during the reign of Achashveirosh in the beginning of his kingdom they wrote evil against the Jewish people Sitna, they wrote Satan prosecution against the Jewish people V'chol Yomov Hoyulonu Sitna and throughout his days there was this, this negativity Ad Shehechrivuhu until eventually the, the second base Mikdash was destroyed. The Golumimenu Golus Ra, and the Jewish people were exiled, a terrible exile. The Hashlishi, the third one, is called Kor Rechoivois, Hu Habayis Haosid. This refers to the future base Mikdash, Sheibone Bemheira Biamenu, which we hope will be built speedily in our time. This is the Ramban writing almost a, a thousand years ago, about, approximately. That third base Samikdosh is going to be established without any opposition, without any machloikis. And Hashem will widen and broaden our, will expand our boundaries. As it says in Chumash Dvorim, It'll come a time when Hashem will expand your boundaries as He promised. This refers to the future. And the Pasuk says in Yecheskel Anovi regarding the third base, it'll be expanded and rise higher and higher. And then we will expand in the world. The numbers of, of Jews, of people that believe in Hashem will expand. All the nations of the world will serve Hashem shoulder to shoulder as one, in one unit.
this is an incredible Ramban, you know, on, on our topic here. What Rav, and with, that fits beautifully with what Rav Nosanzal, how Rav Nosanzal explained this. Any questions? The Ramban is in Chumash Bereshis, chapter 26 in Toldois. V'alkein, Iker hascholas hiskarvus Yisroel lavim shvashamayim hualidei tvilas mikvah. And therefore, one of the most important beginnings of the Jewish nation or an individual Jew coming close to Hashem is by going to toiv, dipping in the mikvah. Ki kol mi because anyone who wants to get out of Tumah, out of impurity, and enter into purity, must dip in the mikvah. The Gemara says in Croesus that before the Jews received the Torah on Har Sinai, they had to dip in the mikvah. It was like a conversion. This is the concept of the mikvah of the night of Shavuos before receiving the Torah in the morning, in the daytime of Shavuos, that the, 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 the Sifrei Kabbalah and Rabbeinazal speaks about this deeply in chapter 56 in Likud Imran, about the incredible mikvah of the night of Shavuos for men, the, the, called the mikvah nun, the mikvah of the 50th level. That's a, a preparation for receiving the Torah anew. V'chem ger shebole hisgayer, and the same thing if a man or woman comes to convert and they want to enter into the holiness of the Jewish nation, they must dip in the mikvah. Because the whole concept of the Jewish people coming close to Hashem is based on what we learned in the beginning of this halacha, it's all about uniting the, the aspect of with Keseder, the woman with the man, making that union, the dinim with the chasodim. This is the concept of the union between the Jewish nation or the Shekhinah, both are called Knesset Yisroel, with their beloved, with Hashem. The concept of the Jewish people coming close to Hashem. And one of the most important ways that this is accomplished is by dipping in the mikvah. Because when a person goes into the mikvah, one of the things that we're doing is we're covering ourselves up, we're hiding ourselves from the whole materialistic world. We're leaving the materialistic world and plugging into what was at the beginning of creation. At the beginning of creation, it was just wall-to-wall water. The world in its highest state of purity was wall-to-wall water. When a person is going into a mikvah, they're plugging themselves into that level of holiness, the original state of the world. V'nechlolin be'ein soif and plugging into that infinity, that infinite light that existed in the Bebechinas Ma, which is referred to as Ma, nothingness, Bebechinas Chachma, as Rabbi Nezah writes over there in chapter 82, in the second half of Likud Imran, which this halach is based on, the concept of Chachma, which is Koyach Ma, Bebechinas Odom, Ma is Bigematria Odom, which is Keseder.
We're taking all of our Shaloi Kaseder and plugging it into Kaseder, which is going to negate it. It's all going to become Kaseder. Just like when a woman gets married. Before she's married, her husband has one family name, she has a different family name. They get married, she drops her family name. She becomes Mrs. and, and the husband's family name. The Shaloi Kaseder becomes nullified to the Kaseder. Now listen to this next opening line. And therefore, mikvah can save a person from all types of problems, all problems, all suffering. As Rabbeinazal writes there in chapter 56 in Likut Imran, as it says in the Pasuk in Yirmiya, Mikveh Yisroel Hashem Moishioi Be'est Tzara. Hashem is the hope the salvation of the Jewish people, he saves us when we're in any time of desperation. So the word mikveh means hope, and the word mikveh means a gathering of water. In the beginning of Bereshit, Rab Nassim says this, that the mikveh, in a different place, that mikveh has two meanings, two translations. Mikveh means hope, and mikveh means gathering of water. And Rav Zal says it's because this gathering of water, this, this gathering of water, this mikveh is the hope of a Jew. When a Jew is in any kind of trouble, any kind of problem, the first thing is mikveh. And in Breslov it was known, I heard that in Uman, you know, many years ago it was known, that if a person heard of any crisis, any problem, somebody heard that, that the, the government was, the, the IRS was after them, the KGB, first thing mikveh. First I go to the mikvah, then I start davening, that kind of thing. The erstezach is mikvah. That was a famous expression in Breslau. The first thing is mikvah. Ki kol Because all problems and all suffering of any is all related to this concept of shaloi keseder. It means that things are not in their proper order. How are things? Not great, not good. Good is keseder. Keseder is called good. Things are beseder means things are good. Things are okay. Things are going well. Shaloi keseder means things are not going well. Any type of not going well is included under this umbrella term shaloi keseder. And that's why things are going not in the, in the proper way. And the person has some kind of pain, chas or suffering, and by toivling in the mikveh, that causes the shaloi keseder to be returned to go back to keseder. This could eliminate all pain, all suffering. Because the Shaloi Keseder becomes nullified, it plugs into the Keseder, and it all becomes, keseder, it becomes all Keseder. And this is why it says, Hashem is Mikveh Yisrael, which name? Yud Kevavke, which is Keseder. Yismechu Hashamayim Vesogel Horetz. That's Yud Kevavke Keseder in its proper order, proper sequence. Ki ha-mikveh hu bechinas keseder, shehu bechinas Hashem, 
יוד כוווקי, בחינס הוויה במילוי אלפין, השם's name יוד כוווקי, when it's filled out with אלפס, as רבן אזל explains over there in chapter 82 in the second half of Likud Imran. ועלידי זה מוישיוי בעיס צורו. And when a person connects to this Havai, to this Yud Kevavke, Bamilu Alfin, to this Bechin of Keseder, to this Mo, to this Chochma, this Koyach Mo, this will save a person, take a person out of any type of suffering or problem. Question in the chat Mikveh is Bina, 40 so. And here it's Koyach Ma or Chochma. Is Mikveh the aspect of Chochma which comes out of Bina? If not, how is it both Chochma and Bina? When I grow up and learn about these things, I'll let you know. We know that these two are referred to as inseparable. Chachma and Bina are referred to as inseparable. They're called train rein deloy misparshim. And throughout the Zohar Kodesh, it always says that when it speaks about creation, it says, Abba Oimer, Ima Oise. The Abba, the father, Chachma gave the command, Bina executed the command. So these two are, are always very, very much connected. It's definitely true that there's tremendous emphasis that mikveh is bina, 40 so, and the word mikveh is bigimatria, 151, which is Hashem's name, Ekeh, Bemilui, and Ekeh is the name for bina, but, but obviously there's this connect. Bina is, is coming from Chachma, and obviously there's more to this. We should be zeichet to learn the Torah on all of its levels, and be, but but we know that it's all really one. Chachma and Bina and Chesed and Gvura, all of these are really really one. Question: he, When Rav Nassim here is talking about Bechinas Avayim Milo Alfin, that's that's Gematria Ma. That's he's alluding there also to, to the Chachma that you mentioned above. Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. because the truth is. The, the name Yud Kevavke, many times in the Zohar the name Yud Kevavke is associated with Chachma. Like Eki is associated with Bina, you know. Another question. What can save a woman from all kinds of trouble? The answer is, <coughs> number one, when her husband goes to the mikvah, for sure. Or, number two, is when, when a woman goes to the mikvah, Number three is supporting mikvoyes, building mikvoyes. And number four is, we mentioned the tzaddik. If you recall, I think it was in the previous year or two shirim ago, we mentioned that a mikveh is 960 lugin. And we mentioned that the 40 days of tshuva is 960 hours of tshuva. And the tzaddik is 960. The word yosef is yudvav, Pa'omim Samach. 16 times 60 is 960. A tzaddik is a mikvah. And by connecting to the tzaddik, by learning the words of the tzaddik, by believing in the tzaddik, by giving tzaddik to the tzaddik, all the ways that we connect to the tzaddik, that's going to the mikvah. That's literally going to the mikvah. Another question. Isn't saying tikanakloli like dipping in the mikvah? Exactly. The answer is that I remember hearing from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, that if a person, if a man ever is not able to go to the mikvah, then one of the best things a person can do in place of that is recite a tikkun akloli and have in mind that this is in place of the mikvah. Rav, Rav Nassan, um, 
I had trouble understanding when, when um, I think maybe I just, my volume kind of ran out a little bit, but when you say when we're dunking into the mikvah, we're leaving this material world and we're plugging into, and I, then I lost, I kind yeah. of lost kind of volume. Sure, we're plugging into pre-creation just about, because we know when Hashem, be, when Hashem began creation, it started, the world originally was wall-to-wall water. And then it says Hashem separated the lower waters from the upper waters. And the heavens were in between there. And then it says Hashem gathered together the water in order to make dry land, in order to have dry land. So the world in its original state, in its purest state, was wall-to-wall water. When a person is going into the mikvah, when I'm placing my entire self underwater, I'm connecting to that state. I'm collecting to, to that state of the world in its original state, wall-to-wall water, and going above that, what, before water, when it was light, the infinite light of Hashem. There's a pasuk in Tehillim, Hashem yitain oimer hamevasroi tzavarov. Hashem gives forth speech. And it's brought that the word oimer is oir mayim rokia. That the, 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 the creation began with light, and then water, and then the sky. You know, those were three major early steps in creation. I just wanted to ask that. There's a, I'm learning Tarovus now, and there's a, there's a concept called birya, something that's it's not bottle. Mm-hmm. And there's those who say that even though it's not bottle, there is a shear that's bottle, and they say 1960th is the shear that's mentioned there. Is that the same in Indian? That's exactly. You weren't here in the previous year. We mentioned that the, the Bnei Yisrochar quotes that Gemara, that there's a debate in the Gemara between the Bavli and Yerushalmi. As the, the, according to the Bavli, Beria afilu be'elef loy A complete being, even if it falls into a thousand times as much, it does not become negated. In the Yerushalmi, there's an opinion that says that if you have 960 times as much, it can even nullify a Beria. And the Bnei Yisachar, I don't remember whether it's his own Chiddush, or he quotes somebody else on this, says, let me show you what this is alluding to. And he gives these three examples of, of Adam, Mokoim, and Zman. Adam, it's the Tzadik. Mokoim, it's the Mikvah. Zman, it's these 40 days of Tshuva from Rosh Chodesh Elul to Yom Kippur. Awesome. Exactly. In other words, a, 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 even a barrier becomes botel. Botel means it's mevatel, the tumor, completely. The person becomes, it's beetle. The person becomes botel to the oil ein soif. That state of beetle, which is like the highest state of connecting with Hashem. In Torah Nun Beis, where Abenazal speaks about his spoiletus, he speaks about a person working on themselves, take one mida at a time, to get rid of one mida raw, spend a few days or a few weeks pleading with Hashem to get rid of this midah. Then you go on to the next one, then the next one, until the person is mevatel everything. He nullifies all the midah everything. And again, that's one of the purposes of his spiritus, to get to this beetle, to get rid of every... Just like the Shulchan Aruch says in the laws of Shemayin Esrei, when the Shulchan Aruch speaks about it, the Shulchan Aruch begins introducing Tabak Shemayin Esrei by saying, Chasidim Horishonim, used to have his pashtus hagashmius when they, when they daven Shmon Esrei. They detached all the wires connecting the neshama to the body. They pulled out all of those wires. Nope, body, see you later. 
I'm, I'm connecting purely, totally with Hashem, this beetle to the Oyer Ein Soif. And that's why it says by Shmonesri, you're not allowed to look out of your sitter. Either your eyes are closed completely, not looking anywhere, or for those people that need to, looking at a sitter, but being careful not to look out. That, that uses such harsh terminology that there's a malach. Who, if a person looks out the middle of Shmon Esrei, there's a malach, when that person passes away, he smashes the eyes of the person. That's how serious this concept of bitul is during Shmon Esrei. And again, in Breslov, we, we strive for that during his spiritus. The person's trying to get... That's why at night, when nobody in a place where nobody goes during the day and, and complete silence, to get to this bitul, this kind... And mikvah is one of the outstanding forms of these, this beetle, persons submerging themselves in the water. Now here again, there's a famous thing from Rabbeinazal that when a, when a person is going to the mikvah, when the person goes underwater, they should try to stay, to hold their breath, to stay underwater as long as you can until you feel you're almost going to pass out, chas And that last second, or those last few seconds, are an incredible, incredible ace rotsoin. And it's based on a Pusik in Tehillim. Hoishieni Elohim Kibo Mayim Ad Nofesh. Hashem, save me because the water is up to my life. Meaning, I'm in the water up to my, my life is about to end. Hashem, if I were to stay any longer, that kind of thing. And it's brought that this was the scream of Nachshon Ben Aminodov. We're going to have this, this week is Parshas Vo'era, and another two weeks we're going to have Parshas B'Shalach. It says that when, when Hashem said, go, the, the, what go? There's a, a Red Sea in front of us. Nachshim ben Aminadav heard go, and he started running. He started running into the water, and, and nothing's happening. And he got going further until the water got up to his nose, I believe, where if he would go any further, there's no breathing. And that's when he said these famous words of Dovra Melech, and that's when the water split. That's when Kriyas Yam Sufino took place. So again, Rabbi Nezal says, if and when a person can. Now here again, if you're in a mikvah, that only has room for one person to toivel, and there's 300 people waiting to toivel, don't be a clown, don't be funny, you know. This is when a person has, and if you're going to stay under the water, and you're going to miss Shmon Esrei and davening and every means when a person can, this is a special thing to be able to do, to stay under the water, and again, scream, Tashem, with your mouth closed, don't take in any water, but inside the person is screaming, Tashem, Hashem, please give me and my family and all my friends and all of Klal Yisrael all of the Yeshua's that we need. The final paragraph, and, and I, I have no words, honestly, to thank all of those that are joining in this shir, because without everyone, we wouldn't have this. This was initiated by a very, very close friend from Ramat Beit Shemesh. We, I live in Yerushalayim, and we started learning together over the phone, and Hashem gave the world this incredible gift of COVID. And he said he has more time, can we do this every day? And we started doing it every day, and, and, and it turned into a Zoom share, and Baruch Hashem, there's incredible soldiers that are consistent almost every day joining in this year, and that's what made it possible to finish this volume and Hashem to start the next volume. And this is what the Gemara says at the end of Yuma, the last mission in Yuma, <coughs> regarding this Pasuk, Mikveh Yisroel Hashem, Moshiach Beisora, the Gemara says there, Ma Mikveh Metairas Hatmeim, Afa Kodesh Baruch Metairas Es Yisroel, 
Just like a mikvah purifies a person that's Tomei, Hashem purifies the Jewish nation. So the, the Gemara is saying mikvah is Hashem. Ki hakoil echod, because it's all one. Ki mei ha-mikvah, mei hadas. Because the mikvah waters represent these waters of sechel. Shehem bechinas hamshochas chius hakodesh baruchu kaviochel. Which, which is like drawing life from Hashem. Because the life that Hashem is spouting is Chochmah. Ha-Chochmah techayeboleh. Chochmah is the source of spiritual life. Bechinas keseder, which is all this concept of keseder, shalideizeh ikar hatahara. And this is what really purifies a person. Kinase ha-koil keseder. Because by going to the mikvah, it'll change all the shaloi keseder in a person's life to keseder. It'll eliminate all the sins. The Gemara says, Ein yisurim beloi, ein misa beloi chet, ve'en yisurim beloi ovoim. There's no such thing as death without sin, and there's no such thing as suffering without sin. So death and suffering are all a reflection of sin. We get rid of the sins, we get rid of the death, we get rid of the suffering. How do we get rid of it? The cleansing, the, the, the washing machine is the mikvah. The mikvah. Hashem should give us the privilege of going to the mikvah every day, not to miss a mikvah, and to appreciate it. Again, the Gemara says a person who doesn't believe that Yom Kippur works, he doesn't believe that Yom Kippur erases our sins, then for that person it doesn't erase it. A person goes to the mikvah and, and, and doesn't, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if this helps, maybe it helps, then maybe it, maybe it will, maybe it won't person goes in with a positiveness. I believe that the Torah, that the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim say, this is it. This is so big. This is so special. Then it can have the, the full effectiveness for the person. Amen the Amen. Rav concludes with these words. Chaz Hashem, we should be zeichah to come back to this volume again soon, Hashem, to continue, go through the Holy Kutelochas and start again. I remember I believe it was, I'm not sure if it was before I got married or after I got married, when I was learning Likut HaLochas and I was getting, and every time I'd come across things that I didn't understand, which was pretty often, I'd write it down, I'd, and then when I saved up five or six of these things, I would call up Rav Rosenfeld, Zechran of Racha, and I would ask him, and very often he would explain things from the Zohar Kodesh, from the Arizal, you know, it was incredible to have access to such an encyclopedia. <coughs> And then when he saw that I was in Chosh Mishpat and I was coming towards the end, he said, wow, it looks like you're going to be making a siyam soon. He said to me, this Sefer, you never finish. You finish, you go back, to, you go back again, you do it again. And he himself had a Seder on Likutei Alochas every year. He would learn Likutei Alochas during Sefira Sarnah. That was his time for going through Likutei Alochas. He would go through all eight volumes, 4,000 pages, during Sefira Sainer, during those 50 days. And we would see him, I'd see him doing it. He would bring it to shul between Mincha Marav, the shul that he davened in. The Rav gave a shir for about 20, 25 minutes. He'd see Rav Rosenfeld sitting in the shul with his law. He had the old set of Likut HaLochas, which was smaller. And you'd see him, you know, going through the pages, quickly, 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 going through the pages. And there were times when he would say, like on the 35th day of the Oymar, or the 40th, Wow, Baruch Hashem, this year I finished early. This year I got to finish early. We're talking about, do, do, the, do the math. 
should be zoichet to learn it on our level as best as we can and to get all the benefits from it. We'll start the next volume. Likutei Halochas Yoredeya, Volume 2, which is the fifth volume of this eight-volume set. Hilchois Nedorim, the laws of vows. By coincidence, maybe a few hundred thousand Jews are learning Mesech Nedorim now. Those that learn Daf Yoimi are, are learning Nedorim, coming close to the finish line of Mesech Nedorim. They're finishing and we're starting, so we're connecting with them also. Halacha Aleph, Inyan Adorim. This is based on chapter 34 in Likutim Aran. Inyan Adorim, Sheyesh Koyach Beyad HaYisraeli Lesor Al Atzmoi Ezedovor Sheyirtze Velasois Meheter Isur. Rab Nosanzal says, This is the incredible power that Hashem has given to a Jew, that a Jew has the ability to declare something that's permissible, that Hashem said this is permissible, and a Jew has the ability to declare it forbidden. And it becomes forbidden. It becomes actually like a mitzvah in the Torah for this person not to do that, or not to eat that, or not to drink that. Because everything in the world today is the result of a shattering of vessels. What are you talking about? Look at this beautiful building, look at this park, look at everything so beautiful. You don't have eyes, put on your glasses. If you had real glasses, you would see <coughs> that this whole world is the result <coughs> of shattered vessels, that everything is incomplete, everything needs repair. Everything in this world needs repair. As it says in Bereshis, Asher bora elokim la'asois. Hashem created everything <clears throat> to make. What do you mean to make? That we have to make it whole. Our mission is to make everything whole. <clears throat> Hashem didn't create bread. He didn't create oranges. Yeah, we, we are the ones who have to plant, plant and plow the field and harvest and crush it up and grind it, go through so many different procedures to make food, to make clothing, to make everything. <clears throat> and therefore, all of the desires that people have and all of the pleasures that exist in this world <clears throat> are examples of fallen ahavo which are the result of the shattering of the vessels of Chesed. The Sifrei Kabbal explained that in this Shvira Sakelim, it was the clay Chesed that shattered. <clears throat> chesed is kindness. Chesed is love. Chesed is, 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 is sweetness in a sense. That's all Chesed. Because the Chesed shattered and fell, that's why today people love things that they're not supposed to love. And people, and this misplaced kindness, misdirected kindness. The, the kindness is being shown to the criminals, not to the victims. And therefore, everything in the world requires fixing. Even things that are kosher, that are permissible. An apple, a glatt kosher apple has to be fixed. Yes, ki ein dovor ba'olam shelo yehet zorich kamotikunim. There is nothing in this world that doesn't require several 
aspects of repair. V'alkein, and that's why the Gemara says, Osur lehonois meha'ilam azeh b'loi bracha. A person is not allowed to have any pleasure from anything in this world without first reciting a bracha. That's a major part of the repair process. V'hoinyin, al-pima shemavur b'maymar v'atem tiulim amleches koyhanim. And this, the, the explanation for this is based on what Rabbi Nezal explains in chapter 34 in the Kutimran. Ayin Shom, study that chapter. Vaklal, to summarize, Kishemiskashrin el Hanekuda, Rabbi Nezal there speaks about a deep concept. He speaks about a Nekuda. <coughs> a Nekuda means a dot, literally. A Nekuda is a dot like a chirik. <laughs> a nekuda also means like a specific, a very a specific aspect of something. And in that Torah, Rabbi Nezal speaks about a yud and a vav. The letter yud is the nekuda. It's like a nekuda. It's like a dot. It doesn't have any major shapings or anything. The basic yud. And, and a vav, a yud is a very small line, again, which can be referred to like a dot compared to a vav, which is a full line. And Rabbeinu Salvier gives examples, maybe ten different examples, of the yud and the vav. For example, we have the Ten Commandments, the Aseris Hadibrois, and we're told that the Luchos were six by six. Six tfachim by six tfachim. Rabbeinu Salvier says the mouth, the mouth and the heart. There's a Pasuk in Tehillim, Pi Yedaber Chachmois, my mouth speaks chachma, and the thoughts of my heart are tevuna. Chachma is usually represented by the yud, the letter yud of yud kevavke, and the heart is referred to as luchais, the tablets. Kosvam al-luach libecha. Inscribe the words of Torah on the tablets of your heart. And we said the tablets were six by six. And Rabbi Nezal gives many examples of this nekuda, and the concept of a person connecting to the nekuda hashaych liboy ba'es hazois. That a person has to always connect to a particular thing that's relevant to them at that particular time. In that Torah, Rabbi Nezal goes into a lot of important concepts. He speaks about the three major foundations of Yiddishkeit, which are connecting to the tzaddik, Number two, connecting to your fellow Jew. Number three, connecting to yourself, your own personal connection to Tashem, one-on-one. This is one of the major foundations of Breslov, this chapter of the Kutimran, Torah Lamedalet. So v'haklal kishemiskashrin el hanekuda. When a person attaches themselves to, attaches themselves to and connects to the nekuda, and Rabbi Nezal says one of the ways that you do that is through speech, which comes from the mouth, which is this the mouth is shaped like a nekuda. A person opens their mouth, it's round inside, like a nekuda. And again, which is the yud. That's where this holy nekuda is found. Bechinas pi yedaber chachmois, v'shom, which means again, the three connections that we just said, connecting to Hashem, connecting to the tzaddik, connecting to, are all through the mouth. 
How do you connect Hashem? Through words of Torah and Tefillah. How do you connect to the Tzaddik? By speaking to the tzaddik, by listening to the words of the Tzaddik, by speaking to the Tzaddik. How does one connect directly to Hashem? By talking to Hashem and listening to the word of Hashem, which is the Torah. V'shom eitzel hanekuda hakdoisho shoyre ahavo hakdoisho. And Rabbi Nisal explains over there, Mikutimran, based on the Arizal, that it's at, by, by this nekuda, the light of chesed, when there was this shattering of the vessels, the light of chesed dropped down to Yesoid, to the meat of Yesoid, which is called a nekuda also. Rabbi Nisal shows there in Mikutimran. And Alidezer Nizbatel Hacherpa Ushvira slave. And by doing this, by connecting to the Nekuda that Shaykh to you at that time, whether it's the Tzaddik, whether it's a fellow Jew, or whether it's your personal connecting to Hashem, through this a person will remove from themselves all shame and the broken heart, the shattered heart, Shehem Alidei Ahavois Hanafulois, which come as a result of fallen Ahavois as a result of a person getting involved in the wrong type of desires, the wrong type of taivas. Kishom eitzel hanekuda oyer ho'avo ha Because it's there, by that nekuda, that's where the light of holy ahavo is found. It's found by this nekuda. And again, the nekuda means this precise connection to Hashem which is by connecting directly to Hashem, like we said, through Hispoidus, through Tefillah and Torah, or connecting to the Tzaddik, or connecting to a friend, all through Dibor, through the mouth, the Peh. Ayin Shom, look over there on Likut Imran. we're giving you a very short version of, of this. Over there on Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this much more. This was the introduction, and now Rabbi Nezal is going to begin his explanation. <coughs> First, he's going to speak again about this, the bracha that we make before having any pleasure in the world, and then he's going to go into the topic of a neder. That this should be, it says, kol hascholes koshos. All beginnings are difficult. We began. I hope from here on in, Hashem will make it easy for all of us. Hashem shall give us the time and the desire and the, the, the brain and the heart to learn and to absorb what we're learning and to fulfill everything we learn. Be zorcha thereby to the Gula Shlema b'mehera b'meinu. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Is it too late to ask a question? Go ahead. Go ahead, please. When we were just learning about, um, when you just said that, how do we connect to Hashem by talking to Hashem and learning Torah, and then you named the Sadi, your friend, yourself. Does that fall under the same? The same uh, concept as, as talking? Yes. T- talking to the tzaddik and listening to the tzaddik. And again, talking to your friend and listening to your friend. Exactly. It's like talking to a shem in a ray. Yes. Yes. Because the, the tzaddik is the closest thing to Hashem. <clears throat> and every Jew has an aspect of Hashem inside of them. And then how does it work with talking to ourselves? Because we're also an aspect of Hashem? I didn't mean literally talk. The answer is yes, yes. There is a concept of, Rabbi Nezal spoke about a person speaking to the parts of their body, <clears throat> person speaking to their eyes, and saying, Hashem created you. He created you for a purpose, to look at the good, the right things. 
You're crazy. You, you, you want to look at things you're not supposed to look at? You don't realize you're going to harm yourself and you're going to harm the whole body. There, there is this concept of speaking. <clears throat> Although, again, the, the major emphasis is on speaking to Hashem, you know, the three, three things we mentioned. How can we talk to the tzaddik? <clears throat> the answer is, num- <clears throat> the answer is it's a delicate issue today. It's a delicate issue. But, but a person can, it can even when they're speaking to Hashem, to say, to, to have in mind that the tzaddikim are listening. The, the Gemara says <clears throat> that when Hashem decided, was discussing, the, wanted to dis- discuss the creation of the world, Hashem consulted with the neshamais of tzaddikim. And when it speaks about the court, the, uh, the, the court, the heavenly court, the heavenly court is made up of Hashem and tzaddikim. So a person can have in mind <clears throat> this concept of the, the tzaddik. I forgot to mention, I wanted to mention in the beginning of the year. thank you for the reminder, that today is the yard site of the Balatanya, the founder of Chas- Chabad Hasidus. <clears throat> His name is Reb Shneir Zalman. I, unfortunately, I don't remember the father's name. I'm sure someone can fill that in for us. <clears throat> Reb Shneir Zalman from Lodi, that that was the city that he lived, I believe, towards the end of his life. Last night, I had the privilege of having a shear in Ramat Beit Shemesh, where we told over a number of stories related to the Balatanya, and I hope to continue it today, this afternoon, there'll, there'll be a shear in Shari Chesed, and I hope to speak also about it, Mitzvah The name, please? Horav Shneir Zalman Baruch who was a mechutten with Rabbeinazal. His, one of his grandsons married one of Rabbeinazal's daughters in her Zivug Sheni. Rabbeinazal's daughter, Chaya, married Reb Arka, Reb Aaron, one of the grandsons of the Balatanya. We crossed the bridge, right? We crossed the, the narrow bridge. Chazda Hashem.